Welcome to the official podcast of the Love Times 2 Project. Change the culture and the politics will follow. Here is your host, Mike Victor. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. I want to thank Jordan Wooten for filling in in the last episode. Look forward to hearing more from Jordan in the weeks and months ahead. You've probably noticed by now that the seasons are changing, days are getting shorter, nights are getting cooler, and the end of another really crazy year is just around the corner. Is there any such thing as a normal year anymore? I don't think so, but this one's been crazy busy, and it's just about coming to an end. So what does it all mean? Well, it means it's time for year-end giving, and I totally get it. Every nonprofit organization on the planet is asking for year-end gifts, Uh, and there are a lot of great organizations out there to support, and I hope you start with your local church. That really should be a priority for you, but I'm just going to be bold. I want to go out there and ask you to make a year-end gift to support what we're doing here with the Love Times 2 project. It is absolute go time for this project to happen. One of the central themes around here is change the culture and the politics will follow. We're seeing a lot of culture change happen right before our eyes right now. American culture in many ways is breaking in the wrong direction, and it appears it may be drifting in the wrong direction on the issue of life. So what's going to change that? We think Christ-centered culture change will change that. We know it will. That's what we're all about. And it goes a lot deeper than just this podcast that you're listening to. We have a mountain to climb. And we need your help to do it. When you make a year-end gift to support the Love Times 2 project, you support life, you support hope, you support the biblical basis for the value of every human life. Everyone deserves a chance to be born because everyone is made in the image of God. So how do you make your year-end gift? You visit our brand-new website. We've just updated it. You're going to love it. It's at lovetimes2.org. That's love, the letter X, the number 2, dot O-R-G. Just go there. Visit that. Simple. Takes you about a minute to make a gift. And if you really believe in what we're talking about, you love this podcast, you listen to it all the time, and you follow uh, our growth as we've been doing this thing and moving slowly ahead, um, just please consider a gift today because we can no longer move slowly ahead. We need to pick up the pace dramatically because the culture shift is happening dramatically. So we need your support. So would you pray about that? Pray about making a year-end gift to the Love Times 2 project. Now, we're going to switch gears, and we're going to talk about something that is kind of fun to talk about. At the same time, it's got a really uh, fascinating part of this whole story as well. So have you heard about the groundbreaking study on how babies in the womb react to different flavors? Hey, this is really cool stuff. I, I don't know you know, exactly what to call this episode. I thought about calling it a bad day for kale. That kind of sounded like a movie title or something, but instead we ended up with the current title of this. But, you know, it's really something that uh, when I first heard about this just a few weeks back, um, uh, personally, I, I just thought it was really interesting. But before we jump into the research, let's not miss a very valuable nugget here. We're talking about real research using real science on real kids. The study totally reinforces the humanity of unborn children, and that's what's so special about it. I could have saved these researchers a ton of money and just told them kids don't like kale, but nobody asked me, so, you know, ditto for adults. Sorry, kale fans. Not knocking the kale, just making a point. And that's what this study is doing. It's making a point, but on multiple different levels. And the level that I hope you're really picking up on is this is, again, real research using real science on real kids. Let's jump into the study. Let's see what it says. According to this research, 
led by Durham University's Fetal and Neonatal Research Lab in the UK. They studied 100 4D ultrasound scans. Have you ever seen a 4D ultrasound? If not, go online, Google it. It's really fascinating. But 100 4D ultrasound scans of unborn babies at 32 to 36 weeks in the womb to see how these babies reacted after being exposed to flavors from foods eaten by their mothers, in this case, carrots and kale. Now, what they're looking for specifically was a reaction with within something like 30 minutes, I believe it was, within 30 minutes of the mother taking either a carrot capsule or a kale capsule. I had no idea they made carrot capsules and kale capsules, uh, but apparently they do because the moms are taking these and they're looking for the reaction from the kids on this. All I can say is thank heaven they didn't test or make a Brussels sprouts capsule. Hopefully that's something that will never happen. Uh, but anyways, the purpose of all of this is to study how flavor and taste receptors develop before birth. It's thought that the primary way taste develops is by these babies swallowing and breathing amniotic fluid. How cool is that? The researchers believe that how babies in the womb react to different flavors will have a strong impact long before they are born and long after they are born. Now, the lead researcher on this project said this, quote, A number of studies have suggested that babies can taste and smell in the womb, but they are based on post-birth outcomes, while our study is the first to see the reaction prior to birth. The first. Hey, that's impressive. I'm really surprised that this has never been tested before. Apparently, there have been a lot of similar tests on things like uh, a baby's reaction in the womb when um, a mother is smoking or a baby's reaction when mom's dealing with a lot of stress or depression or maybe anxiety. So apparently a lot of that type of research has happened. But from at least what's being reported here, this is the first true taste test. So how did it turn out? Well, here we go. Babies exposed to the carrot flavor showed a much higher percentage of laughter face responses. Also called, because scientists have to put something technical, they can't just you know put laughter face response. So to make it sound more important, I believe, uh, they called it a lip corner puller in this research. So they have a higher percentage of lip corner puller or laughter face responses. And now while babies exposed to the kale resulted in far more cry faces responses, also called lower lip depressor responses in the research. Got to feel sorry for these kids. I mean, you know, here they are, the cry face response because of this kale. Now, I'm not going to lie. I'm not surprised by the kale response. It certainly isn't tops on my list of stuff to eat, but I guess I am surprised by the higher percentage of happy face responses to the carrot flavor. I mean, my wife and I fed all three of our kids those strained carrot baby foods when they were babies, and I do not recall at any point a single happy face because they were eating strained carrots. Maybe you'll get that happy face with things like blueberry cobbler or peaches or stuff like that, but not the carrots. At least, you know, I didn't see it. But maybe... Just maybe the happy face of the babies in this study is from sheer relief after being exposed to the kale flavor. That might just explain it. I really don't know. Now, if you're a parent listening to this and you love kale and it's a strong desire in your life that your kids grow up as big kale fans, it's okay. Don't give up hope because according to the researchers, even though they may not like the taste of kale in the womb, they can learn to like it. Exposing them to kale before they are born is just that first step in the lifelong kale journey. Or as someone commented when I posted something about this research on social media, 
It's an acquired taste, kids. That was a quote, unquote. So there you go. Babies in the womb react to flavors that they're exposed to. They seem to like carrots, but the kale is apparently a complete non-starter. Time will tell where the researchers will now go and expand this research to see how these kids react to a greater range of flavors. That's what we all want to know at this point, right? I mean, for example, how would they react to, let's say, something like the mother having a Taco Bell big box meal? I mean, these are big unanswered questions that the research leaves wide open in the future. So I'm sure that means they can seek additional funding because that's how the research world works, right? So I don't want to lose the big point in all of this. All joking aside, the taste test underscores the humanity of these kids. Hey, that's really cool. And it's, this is the kind of research that we just need to continue to talk with others about because we're totally reinforcing the humanity of these kids. And that's how you affect culture change. Hey, that's it for this episode of the podcast. Uh, glad you could join us here and just uh, take a moment, subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform that you enjoy listening to it on. And when you're there, go ahead and give us a rating, give us some comments. I would really appreciate that. You know, it's year in giving time, just as a reminder on that. Going to talk a little bit more about that probably in the next episode, but just be thinking about that, praying about it. We would sure appreciate uh, your support. Be as generous as you can possibly be. That's it. Hey, just want to remind you, change the culture and the politics will follow. Thanks for listening to the official podcast of the Love Times 2 Project. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. And never forget, change the culture and the politics will follow.